to the MetaZen cabinet where we get experimental about exploring your potential so you can discover your own values, the manner in which you're here to serve, and align yourself with the only certifiable rescue team you can rely on, yourself. Episode 50, Self-Acceptance Starts With You. What's up, Moonbeams? Happy Friday and welcome to episode 50. Acceptance starts with you. In this episode, we will be talking about self-acceptance and how, you know, I feel like there are so many of us existing in the world and we're doing so many things, having so many experiences, having life experiences, having children, getting married and all of those beautiful things, but We've yet to accept ourselves. We've yet to accept our life experiences and our realities. And I just feel like we can't quite get to that place of zen. We can't quite find that middle ground because we haven't done it. But anyway, if this is your first time here, salutations. How are you? Happy Friday. I hope you enjoy the weekend. I hope you got paid today. I hope your skin is gleaming and I hope your body is feeling light and feeling good. And if you're coming back for another episode, what's up, cuz? I hope you are loving you exactly for who you are. I hope you got in the mirror and taught yourself at least one thing that you're proud of yourself for. And I hope you are doing better all the time. In the first segment of this episode, we will talk about how your past prepares you, but it doesn't define you. In the second segment, we're going to talk about how denial isn't an option. And in the third segment, we're going to talk about realizing what you actually can control. My intention for this episode is to hopefully inspire you to seek self-acceptance, to love yourself, like yourself exactly who you are, not to be envious of anyone, and to love the skin you're in, to be grateful for everything that has taken place in your life, and to just be one with who you are, to love who you wake up to in the morning. So without further ado, let's jump into this episode in three, two, and one. Brene Brown said, because true belonging only happens when we present our authentic and perfect selves to the world, our sense of belonging can never be greater than our level of self-acceptance. Y'all just don't know that I've spent so long or so much of my life trying to belong, trying to find places to fit in, trying to find places to just be, a safe place to land, a place to belong in. You know what, sometimes it's overrated because I realize lots of people hide in cliques, hide in those groups, and no one really likes themselves, love themselves, are comfortable being in their own company. And, you know, from the very beginning, since I've been born, since I've been able to talk, I've been called some of everything, and 
I've been mistreated and I've been all I've been misunderstood in the whole shabam. And you know what? At this age, I'm very grateful for it because I know that it wasn't about people not liking me. And I know it wasn't about people wanting to cause me harm. I know that it was God's way of using the people in my life to show me I was different, to show me that I'm special. We're all special, not special like I'm better than anyone else but just special to show me that I'm unique and that it's important for me not to, it's important for me to come into the experience not trying to blend in, not trying to get into any cliques, not trying to spend too much energy trying to belong because you spend all your time trying to belong. You never, sometimes you never really know or learn who you are. So I've always had time. I've had so much exercise. I've had so much time to really get to know me, to be my own friend, and to be my own parent, and to accept who I am. It's been a journey, and it's one that I'm still on. It's one that I'll probably always be on because I'm so complex, but I feel like we all have that same kind of thing where you have to get in that place of realizing that your past has prepared you for who you, who you are now or prepared you for your future, you know? It doesn't have to define you unless it let it, unless you let it. But when I think about all the experiences and I think about all the people that pushed me away, when I think about all the people that rejected me, I'm so grateful for me. I'm grateful for that because it forced me. It forced me to confront being with myself and getting to know myself with, you know, getting to understand myself and really appreciate me. I feel like it's so hard for so many of us to really appreciate and accept ourselves because, because we have so many people around us and we all just want to belong, blend in, but no one's really, you know, blending in and no one's loving the next person for who they actually are. They're loving for who they want you to be or for what you can do for them. One of the things that have allowed me to become more confident and to become more authentic is, you know, because I'm comfortable being imperfect and I'm comfortable getting it wrong and I'm comfortable speaking my mind and speaking what honors me in front of anyone and sometimes people will accuse me of not having tact or you know just speaking my mind like that's taboo and just all of the things but you gotta know that that comes with the territory Wendy Dryden said, when I accept myself as a fallible human being capable of being liked and disliked, I will be concerned but not anxious if there is a possibility that new people may dislike me. And let me tell y'all, one of the largest hurdles that I had to get over in my life is that fear, that phobia of people not liking me. You know, like I was a, I was a very, I was a chronic people pleaser for a long time. I was raised and groomed to consider everybody else's feelings and needs and intentions more than my own. And, you know, growing up in that and developing more into that person, it made me scared to disappoint people. It made me scared to exercise my no. It made me scared to speak my mind because I was scared of pushing people away. I was scared of someone abandoning me and not wanting to, you know, 
be in relationship with me. I was scared of not following the crowd. I was scared of people thinking I was difficult or people thinking that I'm mouthy and you are a smart aleck because I've always gotten a lot of that feedback about speaking my mind and standing up for myself. But when I got to that place of realizing that people will hold you to your limitations and that it can put a strain on the relationship you have with yourself and that it can put a strain on your peace, I had to get to a place where I said, F that. F it. And I'm glad for those experiences because it put me in a place, it put me in a doggy dog mode or zone to is either me or it's you. And when it comes to you living your life and accepting you for who you are, there are people who are gonna have a problem with that baby because there's way more of us who don't accept who we are. So anyone that walks in those shoes or you know exhibits that kind of confidence that stems from self-acceptance, they will have an issue or try to make your life live in hell or try to rain dysfunction on your head for doing so. So many of us, we have such dark histories. We have parents that walked out on us. We have parents that didn't, you know, give us the nurture we need that probably did, you know, didn't do a good job of taking care of us or feeding us. And having those experiences, growing up with those people, probably put us in a situation of feeling like we are undeserving. We are unworthy. Like I've told y'all before that I was adopted as a baby and I spent so many years of my life wondering why that woman didn't take me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Why she wouldn't keep me. I heard about her giving away other people. She gave away my brother and other people, my other siblings too. But I had to make it about me and understand, try to understand what was it about me that you didn't want to keep. And, you know, I had to get older and understand none of that had anything to do with me. It wasn't because I wasn't worth loving or I wasn't special or anything like that. She had her own experiences. She had her own life. And it just wasn't designed for us to spend that time together. It was the hardest thing to understand for a long time because I just wanted to know. You know what I mean? Especially growing up how I grew up and just a lot of the bullying and a lot of the intimidation and a lot of being taken advantage of for being a sensitive child, for being an emotional child, being a very vulnerable, open and trusting child. You know what I mean? People taking advantage of that, taking advantage of that put me in a space of thinking that maybe it's something here that she probably knew about that wasn't cool or worth love. But long story short, I had to learn that that wasn't about me. You have to understand that all the things, the people that left you, the people that hurt you, the people that betrayed you and disappointed you, none of those things were about you. They were about you. If they, you know what I'm saying? If they are about you, it was to show you that you're stronger than what you realize. It's to show you that you didn't need to rely on that relationship. It's to show you that sometimes there are seasons for different people. But those people didn't hurt you on purpose to take anything from you. They didn't hurt you to take you down a notch. They didn't hurt you because they wanted to leave you with trauma or leave you, you know, leave you hurt. They left. They departed just to leave you with a lesson. They left to nurture something in you, to educate something in you, to bring your awareness to something in you that you needed to see. So many of us, we can spend so much of our life seeing that if we're not enough, we won't be loved. But once you understand your self-worth and understand that you are enough, that you are deserving, and that you are worth everything that you want, 
your life will change and doors will open up with you, for you. People will treat you differently. You will notice yourself transform. Albert Ellis said, briefly, unconditional acceptance means liking yourself, others, and the world when you are not getting what you want and in spite of your getting what you don't want. For years now, I've been in this journey of pursuing centeredness in terms of being in a center place in my life mentally, spiritually, psychologically, emotionally, where I can stay in the middle of the line when, you know, life is going on, where the great things are happening, good things are happening, bad things are happening, terrible things are happening. You know, developing that sense of self and developing that sense of grounding where I can stay centered because I feel like there's so many of us, you know, where we be in a point where when things are great, when things are good, we're good. But when things are bad, we're ungrateful. We're forgetting about all the good times. We're forgetting about all the things God has blessed us with. We're forgetting about all the different blessings that have come in this year. You know, we just really get amnesia. And most times we just fail to see that we're the problem. We can dig ourselves into a rut of realizing we are the issue. Maybe we're the ones that need to change. You know, we're so good at ex exercising the blame in all directions except for inward towards ourselves. To get to where I am today, to get to a place where I can be vulnerable the way that I am, to get to a place where I can even do this podcast, I've had to get comfortable with telling very, very excruciating truths. You know, you got to get to a place where you can keep it funky. A lot of people get caught up in that keeping it real, but it's really an excuse to be rude. It's an excuse to hide behind bluntness and straightforwardness, but it's really a reason just to try to tap into people's insecurities and make them feel bad. But you have to be, when you can do that with yourself, now you are playing with the real fire. You are dealing with true magic and you are really putting your life in your hands. You are putting your ability to heal and grow in your control. I know so many people who only want to become successful just to prove that they're not, to prove that they're worthy, to prove that they're deserving, to prove to their deadbeat mother or father that I made without you, that I survived without you, to prove to their families that you didn't support me, you never showed up to my games, or you never, you know, showed up for my stuff, but I still made it in spite of you hating on me and all those things. And when I tell you, those things are weighing your wings down and it's, they're keeping you from flying. Those things are keeping you from soaring. You gotta let that go. You know, so many people are in denial about that. And it's just like, when you understand when, especially I'm the person I am, I like to understand people's intentions and why they do things and why they pursue things. And when you don't know why you do things with me, I can very quickly come to a conclusion that you're doing it to prove something to somebody outside yourself. Colin Tipping said, self-forgiveness is a process that enables us to release guilt, while self-acceptance is a process that enables us to process our shame. And when it comes to us accepting yourself, I've realized or I have a chance to realize how much I accept myself 
when I'm around other people and we get into certain situations where people exhibit shame or show shame. And it's just like, I'm in a place where I've worn shame so much and didn't deal with it. And it made me an ugly person, a miserable person, a hurtful person that I had to get to a place of releasing that guilt, releasing that shame so I can like the person that I am so I can love who I see in the mirror. And the thing is, you can start taking that journey, but you're going to deal with other people around you that may not necessarily take that journey. And you're going to come into situations or moments where you're going to see that shame show up in conversations. And they're going to want you to accommodate that shame. They're going to want you to act like you didn't notice it or act like you didn't smell or act like you didn't hear it show up in a response or a trauma response or reaction or retort. And pretty much they're wanting you to not be true to yourself, but in you allowing them to spew shame in your presence, you are creating or setting the tone for them to be inauthentic. And nowadays I'm in a place where Anyone or anything when it's inauthentic and I can sense and feel that you're not being true to yourself, that you're not telling the truth, that you're not honoring yourself. I don't want to be around it. I don't want to talk to you. Yeah, I just don't know how many years, how much time I spend loathing myself because I allowed people, I allowed adults to make me feel like I was disgusting. I allowed people to make me feel like I was an abomination. I allowed people to make me feel like I was cursed or that I was nasty or gross because of what's in my heart, because of who I am and who I am. You know what I mean? I wore, I wore so much shame for so many years. I hated myself and I resented myself for being this way. I resented God so much for allowing him to, for him allowing me to be this way. And when I finally got over that and recovered and gave myself room to understand that and accept myself in that truth, it was such a weight lifting off my shoulders. And maybe it's different for you. Maybe it's some type of, you know, uh, physical condition that you may have. Maybe it's a situation that you have with your family, your parents, your step-parents. Whatever it is, if it's leaking, if it's bleeding shame into your personality, if it's bleeding shame into your behavior, into your communication style, you need to cut that loose. One thing that I am so hard on right now is shame. I'm so tired of it, you know what I'm saying? I've, I've reeked of it for years. And when I got the stench off, I told myself I was never going back. And that means I'm not gonna hang around anyone or, you know what I'm saying? Or, this might, or, or I'm not gonna spend a lot of time around people who willingly and, you know, allow themselves to wallow in shame and pity. I just can't do it. You know what I'm saying? I, it, it conflicts with how I see myself and how I accept myself and how I've moved past certain things and I just can't go back. It's just, it's inauthentic to my experience and how I see myself. Some of the lowest periods or some at the same time, some of the best periods in my life, some of the biggest changes in my life came from me getting tired of me. Like I really had to get tired of myself, sick and tired of myself, disgusted and tired with myself. And at those moments, I had enough hunger and that hunger triggered something in me and I learned how to reclaim who I wanted to be 
as opposed to living the old story and getting caught up in who I was or who I thought I was or who people said I was, because at the end of the day, none of that matters. You need to understand that this is the only life that you have and you are the only person that you're going to be while you're here. So whatever mental birthmarks, whatever defects, whatever experiences, whatever happenings that have occurred in your life, they make you you. They make you unique. And if you spend enough time on this earth, you will find other people that share those experiences and they will help you see them differently if they're the right people. Because there are people who will drag you deeper in the gutter, people who will drag you deeper in the darkness, people who will drag you deeper in the shame. Tara Brock said, the medicine for shame is radical compassion, the loving presence that helps us trust our belonging and essential goodness. When it comes to accepting yourself, when it comes to dealing with your shame, it really can start with you just accepting yourself and telling yourself you did the best that you could with what you had, with what you knew, with who you were. You did what you had to do to survive. You know, maybe so, so and so, maybe mom and dad didn't get around to teaching you how to do this, so you had to get creative and improvise with this particular situation or this particular period. But whatever you did, whatever, however, however it happened, you did the best that you could. You tried the hardest that you could, and that's all that you can ask for. And, you know, just soothe yourself, you know, put yourself in that mindset of parenting yourself. You are your kid. When you're an adult, you, the parenting from your adult, your, your parents are over. So now you have to get in that place and develop that attitude of what do I need with me raising and taking over the reins now? What do I need? How can I be more compassionate? How can I be more understanding of my inner child? How can I be there? How can I show up more for me? And that starts with calling the thing a thing. Tara Brock said, Entangled in the trance of unworthiness, we grow accustomed to caging ourselves in with self-judgment and anxiety, with restlessness and dissatisfaction. I repeat this a great deal, but one thing I've learned is that what you focus on, you find more of. Whatever you pay attention to the most, that thing shows up more and more. And if you feel like you're unworthy, if you feel like you're undeserving, if you feel like you're not enough, you will find the evidence that proves that. You will find the evidence that uh, substantiates that. So when you're out here living and you feel like people are treating you less than or people aren't giving you a fair shot, somewhere on the inside, it's because you don't feel like you're worthy. And they're picking up on that. The thing that we have to understand is that there's not a whole lot that we can control, but we can control how we react. We can control how we respond. We can control what we walk away with and what we give our energy to. And this means we can control what we allow ourselves to be offended by. You know, a lot of times we don't, most times I feel, we don't understand that anything that offends us when people do or say things that offend us, the only reason that they're able to offend us is because we give meaning to the offense. 
We make it real. We agree with it. We've signed our name on it. And after we do that, they are able to offend us. They are able to call for the bad in us. They're able to hurt us and bring out the worst in us. You'll find some people like I have who, who are very disciplined and very poised, very grounded, and they're very hard to anger, very hard to disappoint, very hard to hurt or abuse or, you know, make fun of and that kind of thing because they've gotten clear on who they are. And, you know, when you're clear about who you are, you don't have to let anyone take you outside of your character. You don't have to let anyone, you don't have to get bothered or boggled or bogged down when anyone calling you out of your name because you know that's not about you. From my own life, I learned that you attract the vibrational match or the opposite match to whatever it is that you're given. If you're someone that's walking around and you're feeling weak, if you're feeling like you're not enough, if you're feeling like a victim, it won't be long before you're attracting tormentors to be to, you know, tormentors. And those tormentors will be the evidence you need that would prove and continue to prove to you that you're worthless or that you're not worthy or deserving or not. I've definitely had to learn that and it may be hard to hear, but if you portray a victim mentality, you will attract tormentors. If you are a tormentor, you will attract easy prey and weaker people that you can take advantage of. If you're someone that over identifies with power, you will attract people who struggle with power and speaking up for themselves. If you're someone who over-identifies with vulnerability, you will attract people who over-identify with power. And they're going to challenge you to speak up for yourself and defend yourself. So it's really just a balance in whatever it is you're doing. So when it comes to accepting yourself, understand that you need to accept yourself for exactly who you are and find the things that are worth loving you because there are many things, but you are choosing to harbor on the bad things you are choosing to linger on the negative things it's easier to feel like you just messed up and you're a mess and things aren't going to change because this level of misery this level of free fall is predictable you've been with it for a long time you've been depressed for a long time maybe you're a high functioning depression and you're just used to it so you're not used to life being anything else so you know the thought of possibly trying to change it you may be scared of navigating the world outside of that you know Audre Lorde said nothing I accept about myself can be used against me to diminish me and I love that because I feel like when you take the time to own your experiences, when you take the time to own the things that make you you, own the things that occurred or happened and all of that, then no one can shame you. No one can ridicule you. No one can drag you through the mud because you take full responsibility and ownership for those experiences. That's another reason I'm very, very vulnerable. You know, some people might feel like I share too much, but I don't feel like there's no such thing because what I don't share, it owns me. And the more I talk about it, the more possess, the more possession I get of that, the more ownership I take of that thing, and the more I get to handle it, and it doesn't handle me. Understand that you get to control how you love and appreciate you. You get to control how you show up in the world. So when you continue to show up each day feeling depressed or wanting to look for all the bad things, wanting to start the, the morning off, first thing in the morning, complaining, these are things that you are giving meaning to. These are things that you are breathing life into. 
You know, you get to decide what the truth is. You might say, yeah, she called, or yeah, she did this to piss me off, or he did that to piss me off. You allowed them, you gave them permission to piss you off. It's not all not at all about what they said or what they did. It's what you permitted to invade your space. It's what you allowed to disrupt your peace. And self-acceptance is learning how to take yourself as you are, love yourself as you are. When it comes to accepting myself, I know that I can be very, very, very intense. I can get very, 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 very deep. I can get very, 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 very passionate. I can't stand small talk because it's people. There's so many beautiful things that we can learn and enjoy about each other. So to spend time with small talk and things that don't, you know, give me any information or allow me to learn and be educated in the process, I feel like personally is a waste of my time. I'm so attracted to inner beauty. So when it comes to using conversation just as a vehicle to get through an awkward moment or just to kill time, I don't want to be a part of that. I accept that most people won't won't always understand me and most people won't always like me because I'm very upfront. I'm very straightforward, not to be confused with blunt or, you know, tactless, but I am very straightforward and I'm very honest. I like to share and speak how I'm feeling. And it's because I've spent the bulk of my life doing, you know, doing otherwise, uh, going about it the other way. So I promised myself that I would be my authentic self in every situation. I won't change my voice. I won't, you know, not speak up. I won't honor me, not honor me in the presence of anyone. I'm not in it to be liked, I'm in it to be respected. And one thing I've learned about myself with people is that you're either going to like me, I mean, you're either going to love me or you're going to hate me. You might like me a little bit somewhere in the middle, but most times you're either going to love me or you're going to hate me. And I don't really be much room to be lukewarm because I'm not lukewarm. I'm very clear about who I am and what I give. And I accept myself for that. And I've had lots of time to myself, lots of permit time (laughs) to be with myself, to be my own friend, and I deeply enjoy my company, but I also enjoy the company of others, but also understand that, you know, whatever people do or don't like or respect about me, I get to give it meaning or not. I get to decide if it's meaningful or not. I get to decide if it will have any impact or effect, if it will offend me or not, and knowing that I have that kind of control, I don't have to give that permission I don't have to sign off on anyone violating me or disrupting my peace. And know that you can do the same. Understand that you are unique. You're the only person that we have here that are like you. You're the only person with your DNA. So you have something very specific and unique to contribute here. So don't spend your existence not loving who you are. Don't spend your existence not being self-confident. Don't spend your existence being ashamed of all the different things that have happened to you. Understand that they have happened to make you exactly who you need to be today. There are maybe people that you need to relate to, people that you can teach, people you can volunteer for, but find your people. You are worth accepting, and that starts with you. Wow. 
What's up, Moonbeams? And welcome to the Aries segment, where we challenge you to take action. We challenge you to get real. We challenge you to up your game. Now is the time for you to improve your results by doing something different, switching up strategy, changing the play. So without further ado, let's jump into that. The first letter is E. Establish. Establish what's important to you about you. What do you find interesting about you? What do you find unique about you? What do you think you do well? Maybe people have complimented you on this thing, but whatever it is, practice giving your attention to that one thing, whether it's a physical thing or it's a personality thing, especially if it's a personality thing. Definitely put all of your focus in that. If you have a nice smile, Put all the energy you can and money you can into promoting your smile and making sure that you can only improve it. If you have a nice personality, if you get along with people well, if you're great at taking care of people, find ways to grow that and put more energy into that and put more focus into that to grow that thing. And you'll find with starting with one thing, that will start to affect everything else because you're putting your focus into watering one plant. Oftentimes, we're trying to promote and highlight so many things that nothing really gets done, no plants get watered, and everything starves to death. This will be the foundation for you in terms of latching on to something that's worth loving, something that you can accept easily because you're familiar with it. It's something you do well. It's the thing that makes you you. But find something that you can put all of your energy into. Me, myself, I feel like I'm really good at taking care of people. I feel like I'm really good at knowing what people need better than they do sometimes. I feel like I'm great at listening to people and hearing all the things that they don't say and hearing all the things that they don't communicate when they talk and interact with me. So I put a lot of energy and time with reading books and just invest a lot of time in growing those things. The only reason that I know that I do these things well is because my life has shown me that. You know, a lot of my experiences with people, you know, I have a history of making people feel seen and feel included and feeling valued. And that, that, you know, really originates from me having that or lacking that for myself for a long time. So I wanted to be or make sure that other people had that. So establish something that's unique or special about you, even if it's one thing, and start to give all your energy to that. Focus on growing that and bringing that out. Focus on how you can contribute that more, how you can be of value, how you can share that with the world more. Establish. The next letters are realize. Realize that no matter how much you lie, or no matter how much you do this or do that, or how much you go out of your way to deceive yourself, denial is not an option. One thing that I've learned with myself, and it's been confirmed in so many different ways, but our true selves, our soul, our true selves, the person that we were born to be, we were born with that truth. We were born here. We were born with that authenticity. We were born with all the answers and truths that we'll ever need for this entire lifetime. So when you delude yourself, when you lie to yourself, your true self knows the truth. You know and you are aware that you are lying and playing yourself. And all you're doing is training yourself to see and believe that you can't be trusted. So realize you can do it another way just because 
You've always been around messed up people. Don't mean that you have to continue down that path. You can do it differently. You can be different. You can be better. Not better than anyone, but better. A better you. Better for yourself. Better for tomorrow. Better for the world. But one, you have to realize that you're worth it. You have to take the time to accept everything that you've done, everything that you've been through, and everything that people have put you through, all the hard times, all the struggles, all the surviving. You have to accept all of it and realize that it was a part of your plan, that a part of your being here was to go through those things so it can create a hunger in you that would compel you to do your work. If you don't do the work, the situation will change. If you don't do the work, you'll continue to get the same results. If you don't do the work, you'll continue to be depressed. If you don't do the work, you will stay attracting the same people. If you don't do the work, you will stay making the same money. So you have to do the work and realize that all of it ends and begins with you. The next letter is A, accept. Accept that you can't control everything. Accept that you only have control over your reaction, over your response. You have control over what you walk away with. So stop sitting around punishing yourself, calling yourself dumb, abusing yourself for not knowing better, for not being better, for not being wise enough to counteract so-and-so, you know, stealing your money or treating you like crap or, you know, not standing up to your mom or dad when they argued or called you out of your name or whatever like that. Let all of that go. Accept that none of that have anything. None of that has anything to do with you. The way people treat you has, has nothing to do with you. I mean, you probably contribute just a little bit, but primarily about maybe 98% of that has to do with them and what they have going on in their lives and how they experience the world. And that comes back to you. It ain't always easy, but understand that you're gonna have to learn how to accept what God allows. Even when it doesn't align with your plans, even when it's inconveniencing, even when it scares the crap out of you, even when, you, when it puts you in a position where you may have to rely or trust other people, even when it puts you in a position where you may have to rely and trust something larger or bigger than yourself. But also on another note, accept that you're gorgeous, accept that you're handsome, accept that you're beautiful, accept that you're smart, you're really smart, you're intelligent, you have a great business sense. You have great emotional intelligence. People will really, people will really enjoy you when you get out of your way. Accept that you've had it hard, but that has no reflection on you being undeserving or unloving or unworthy. Accept that there are lots of things that won't be able to be explained to you or that will have no origin. They just are. Like I say, I feel like in my belief, there are certain experiences and themes that are prevalent in each of our lives that we were destined to experience before we got here because they align with our mission. They align with our journey. They align with our process. They align with our transformation and our enlightenment. So your journey, your experiences are very personal to you. And they are very pertinent because they're supposed to create the hunger. They're supposed to create the man, the woman, the person you've always known yourself to be. But if you're sitting around feeling sorry for yourself, if you're sitting around blaming other people, if you're sitting around just wishing life was easier instead of wishing you were better, then nothing's going to change and you won't accept yourself. You won't accept your life experiences and you will stay in that rut. 
And next thing you know, the 20s will pass, the 30s will pass, the 40s will pass, and the time will keep on going and you won't make the most of this experience. So there you have it. Establish, realize, and accept. If you haven't had a chance yet, please go over to the Apple Podcast and leave your rating. Leave a comment and let us know how the podcast is going. If there, if there are any topics or subjects that you would want to hear me discuss, please feel free to let me know. In the next episode, we will talk about being difficult or dealing with difficult people. So you know you don't want to miss that. More than anything, I want to thank y'all for supporting the Medicine Cabinet where we get experimental about exploring your potential. You are strong. You are enough. You are wise and baby, you are tough. Accept yourself. You are worth it. Have a good weekend. Peace.